0: Hello, everyone. This is Scott Shell, and this is the Ben Barry Podcast here in the Believe Podcast Network, the Bay Area's number one sports podcast network, the only place with a show for every team in the Bay Area and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're also available in your favorite directory, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at believe.com and at Believe on Twitter. You can find me personally at Shell Radio on Twitter. On this week's show, we're going to be talking about some NBA as we recap the Golden State Warriors pre-All-Star break season. Before we do all that, we're going to have a quick word from our sponsor. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on the football field once again. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more props, odds, and contests, BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football-related. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use the promo code NFL100. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back, everyone, to the Bannon Barrier Podcast. And for a we on break, we previewed what we're doing with this week's show. We're going to be talking about the NBA as we fully make the transition since the 49ers season is obviously over. And the NFL season is obviously over. So, time to talk about the NBA Of course, we have one game to talk about with regard to this actual show, which is going to be recapping what happened last night. But this is going to be mostly a recap-grade type of show where I'm going to just go through my thoughts because we haven't covered the NBA in a long time. So I'm just going to go through the breakdown for the Warriors. Of course, it's going to be mostly positive, but a couple of negatives i got to throw in there. But we're going to start off... With what happened last night, as the Warriors at home seemed to have a win in the bag, they were cruising against the Nuggets early on, and then they gave up 39 points in the fourth quarter, and the 16-point lead ended up vanishing, as the Nuggets won in a game-winning buzzer-beater three-pointer by Monte Morris. So, to go through that game, uh, yeah, let's start off with the simple stuff. Curry ended up having 25 points, 6 assists, 10 of 19 from the floor, shot 1 for 7 from 3. I'm going to get back to Curry in a second. Clay did not shoot too well, 5 for 15, 3 for 10 from 3, 16 points. He was actually a net 0 in plus-minus. But Gary Payton Jr. looked really good, or Gary Payton the second, I should say, as he had 12 points and 6 steals, which was very impressive. Uh, the bench was good. Kaminga had 12, Otto Porter had 10, Jordan Poole had 15. Wiggins was pretty awful. 4 for 12 from the floor, uh, 1 for 5 from 3, 9 points. And Kevon Looney had 13 points and 9 rebounds, 5 fouls. I mean, he was guarding Jokic the entire night, so you kind of expected him to get destroyed, and that's exactly what happened, because Jokic had 35, 17, and 8, because he's a ridiculous basketball player, and he pretty much carried the team to a win. Forbes had 22 points off the bench. He was definitely the surprising X-factor for Denver. Uh, yeah, Morris had the game-winning 3-pointers, I said before. Aaron Gordon at 10-9, uh, pretty much it. So, Golden State at home this season's 26-6, which is still solid, but you're looking at the last couple of home games for the Warriors. They have really not looked very good. Uh, they lose to Denver. You beat the Lakers barely. You lose to the Knicks with no R.J. Barrett, which was embarrassing. Uh, Yeah, just not... Exactly as good as you'd hope they'd be going into the All Star break, at least for the last couple of weeks. As a whole, I mean, they're 42 and 17. I'm not going to complain about the record, the second best record in the league, but I do have to acknowledge the fact that this team, without Draymond and without Wiseman, of course, Draymond's the most important one because Wiseman hasn't played this entire season, and Draymond is easily the best defensive player on the entire team. The Warriors, even though they're missing him, have really just not looked that good. They've lost four of their last five, and that's going to segue me into a brief rant that I have about Golden State. I understand that you're looking into the buyout market, and I understand you're expecting Draymond and Wiseman to come back, so you felt that you didn't need to make a move by the deadline. My argument is I don't know how you didn't make a move, at least for a shooter. Get somebody off the bench who can get you a bucket or two, because you're looking at kaminga who i really like not a great shooter but still a pretty solid energy guy who you can use in some lineups then you have jordan Poole, who i like i think he's solid as a sixth man and then you look at the rest of the bench they just don't have anybody i mean you can talk about golden state and how they're going to rely on curry and clay to carry pretty much the entire offensive load even though curry's been a mess for the last couple of months but to go through the bench for that denver game Kaminga played 21 minutes, Otto Porter played 23, and Poole played 22. Are you really thrilled with a three-person bench? I know uh, Bialik's have played a little bit, but, I mean, let's be real, in most matchups he's not going to play. Are you thrilled with Otto Porter playing 23 minutes? Jordan Poole should be playing that many minutes because he's good off the bench, and Kaminga I like, but it's just a mix of Porter and Gary Payton II. There are some lineups here where your team just doesn't have enough shooters I mean Curry we know is the best three-point shooter of all time despite the struggles he's had this season Clay coming back you're hoping the consistency will be there as the season progresses and Poole's pretty good at three-point shooting but Wiggins is okay I wouldn't say he's great Gary Payton the second is not a great shooter by any means Uh, Kaminga's been hit or miss mostly bad Porter's also been the same way They really just need more shooting. I don't know how you don't call up Houston or Orlando and you try to get yourself an Eric Gordon or a Terrence Ross. I think they really just needed somebody off the bench who can just be a microwave and give you a nice 15 and 20 minutes. I just think they need that and they didn't get it. So now Golden State really has put all of the offensive eggs into the Curry and Clay basket and. I am concerned in the playoffs if they will be able to match up for a seven-game series against the Phoenixes of the world and against the Memphises of the world, where if Curry or Clay have an off game, I know Wiggins is an all-star, but let's be real, he should never have been an all-star starter. I still don't trust Wiggins in a playoff series. I'm sure a lot of you feel the same way. So for offense, fourth quarter in the playoffs, you're basically going to rely entirely on Curry and Clay. And I really think that even a spot up shooter, somebody like a Gordon or a Ross, who can come around screens when Curry or Clay have the ball, add more spacing, I think that was a must. And the fact that they didn't get it, I think is extremely dumb. And I do think that the one saving grace in the buyout market would be Goran Dragic. Now, Dragic, of course, is a ball handler. He's not a guy who's going to come off screens that much. But we know Curry's one of the best in league history at coming off screens. So is Clay. So if you want to have Dragic in your lineup with the bench or even just late fourth quarter veteran lineup action, I do think Dragic would be a very good fit and a pretty solid piece. He really has not played this season at all with Toronto before they bought him out, or before they traded him to San Antonio, then San Antonio bought him out. But I do think Dragic would be the potential saving grace, but I'm just shocked they did not make a move at the deadline. But either way, to go through the season, I'm going to start off with the Warriors' grade as a whole. I'm going to give them an A-. And the main reason why is because Clay missed a decent portion of the year, Wiseman hasn't played, Draymond's been injured, And yet, Golden State's 42 and 17. I'm not really sure what more you could have realistically wanted from this team. I'm sure a lot of people thought Golden State would be probably somewhere around the, let's just say, 33 win range at this point, which would still be a pretty solid beginning with the fact that Clay barely played. So I do think that that was the, as a positive expectation, would be mid 30s and wins. 42 with the second-best record in the league, I think, has to be a real achievement for this team, but the reason why I'm giving it an A- minus is because I still don't believe this team is truly deep enough to win a title, and of course, they can prove me wrong if Curry starts to heat up again offensively, and people get healthy, can't forget about Iguodala, who of course is a solid wing defender, even though he's a lot older, but he still gives you experience, but... I'm still looking at this Warriors team, and I still just don't think they have an offensive punch. And that's really the concern for me. And the reason why it's not an A or an A-plus is the fact that I do recognize the flaws on this team, which I feel like have gone completely unaddressed uh, over the last couple of weeks. And the fact that with Draymond's injuries and everything, I feel like it has showcased some of those flaws, and I'm not sure if they're going to be able to overcome them. So the question you had going into the year, is this year a championship or bust? Because you're kind of running out of Prime Curry years, or based on what I've seen this year, I kind of question if Prime Curry's already over with. But still, you don't have many years left of Clay and Steph together, and I do wonder if this team is truly as loaded as some of the other championship contenders. And in a seven-game series, I'll be honest, I'm taking Phoenix, I'm taking Milwaukee, and I still have to wait and see what the story is about Philly and with Brooklyn. I might even take Miami over Golden State in a seven-game series. So the reason why it's an A- is that if you had high expectations and you expected this team to compete for a title, then I do think you agree that this team should have made some trades at the deadline to shore up a couple of weaknesses, and that's a concern. But if you expected this team to struggle early and then pick it up once Clay came back, kind of the opposite came true, but the point is, you'd give this first half for the pre-All-Star break an A+. Because you can't really expect anything more. I expected the team to compete for a title, so I'm going to be harsh, and I'm going to give this an A-. Now, to look at the actual players, Clay, it's an inconclusive. I, I can't grade him. I mean, he's kind of struggled a bit since he came back, but he had two serious knee issues, and he didn't play for about two-plus years. So, I got to be lenient with him. That's an inconclusive. I got to see how he does for the rest of the season. Draymond, the injuries are a concern. But, I'm going to give him an A. Because, when he played, he was fantastic. And he was the favorite to win defensive player of the year. He really looked in shape. And I thought that he was phenomenal. So, I'm going to give Draymond an A for grades. Because, when healthy, he was so damn impactful. And he probably would have won Defensive Player of the Year. So, I gotta factor that in. Now, I'll go through one more player, and then I'll do my Curry rant. Wiggins, I will give... I'll give him an A. uh, Just because he made the All-Star team. Uh, I'm not really sure what more you expected from Wiggins. Overall, he's been good this year. The last couple of weeks have not been as good. But he's averaging 17-plus points. He's averaging 4-plus rebounds. Uh, You're going through the defensive numbers, averaging 1 steal per game shooting 48% from the floor, shooting 41% from three. It's a very solid year for the third-best offensive player on the team. So I'm going to give Wiggins an A. Uh, I think that he's had a good year. And the reason why it's not an A+, since he got named an all-star starter, I feel like he could be playing better. So a little bit of nitpicking, but as a whole, he's been solid. And now we got to talk about the toughest grade to give, which is Curry. Because he's still somehow in the running for the MVP. The realistic running, not even close. But for the betting odds, he's like the fourth favorite or something like that. He should probably be in the 10s, or at least 15, because he's got no chance to win this award. He was running away with it early in the year. Then he broke the three-point record, and then he hit a wall. And he has been shooting himself out of it a little bit recently, just to go through the actual shooting numbers the last couple of games for Curry, He had 25, 33, 24, and 35. He shot 44-plus percent in three of those four games. The three-point numbers, though, have been extremely underwhelming. For example, in February, Curry is shooting 37.7% from three. Uh, The last game against Denver, he went one for seven. Against the Lakers, he went one for eight. Against the Knicks, he went five for 16. So he went eight for 13 against the Clippers. But you toss that game out, in 3 of the last 4 games he has gone 7 for 31. It's not good enough uh, for a guy who you're carrying or you're expecting to carry the offense with his elite three-point shooting. And even to go through the previous months, February Curry shot an embarrassing 32.9%. You go through January 37.4, December was 42.3. November was 38.8. So Feb- So you're looking at November being a decent month. December was clearly his best shooting month. Shot 42-plus percent. Back down to 37. 32.9% for a month, though, for Curry is abysmal. And I think that's a serious concern as the three-point shooting, not to mention the 38.5% shooting from the floor in February. He has picked it up, or sorry, I mean in January. January's been an absolute mess. But, you're looking at the numbers. He has started to play better again in February. But, that January stretch, man, was so brutal. I mean, I do wonder if Curry is starting to show signs of decline, or if it was just a shooting slump. Now, regardless, we know how impactful he is off-ball, because he attracts more attention than anybody else in the league, which helps set up teammates with... Curry's constant ball movement screening offense but as for Curry's grade I'm gonna go with a B and I know that might sound harsh because he's still technically an MVP candidate but the consistency just hasn't been there and if he's going to be the best player on a championship contending team he's got to get it together and you need Curry to fully fully be dialed in and you expect him to walk in To any given game, especially in a playoff series, and be a threat, or a serious threat, to drop 35 at any time. And Curry has had two 35-plus point games since January 21st, which is about a month. It's okay, it's not great, but Curry definitely, in the early part of the year, was going to get an A, A A-plus, but... The last couple of months have been an absolute disaster, and I got to move the grade down heavily because it's definitely a concern. So I'm going to give Curry a B. Uh, Those are pretty much my thoughts for the actual first – I can't even say first half because they do the All-Star break with about 20-something games left, which I still don't really understand. But Golden State, solid first half of the year, and we're going to hopefully see them continue to play well in the second half. Hopefully this is the break they needed where Draymond can come back post all-star break and they'll look like world beaters again. But either way, that has been this installment of the betting barrier podcast here for Thursday, February 17th. Bye everyone. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early. So everyone can go home on time. There's Granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts. So you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus.